This call is being recorded. Good morning, good morning, everyone. It is Christmas Eve. Pray that you all are having a great day thus far and are starting off your week positively. Going to give it another 30 seconds before we get started. Amen. Amen. Okay, guys, thank you all for joining the Alpha Talk Power Call. This is a weekly call to connect, empower, and inspire enlightened minds to pursue a life of greatness. I'm just going to be to be sharing some words today, something that the Lord kept laying on my heart this morning regarding noise. Regarding noise. Um, before I get into the message, I just want to thank all of you for getting on this call and those of you who have seen progress in your life and who have been seeing changes. I would like to hear about those changes. I would like to hear your story. These things encourage me as well as encourage others because when you share these things with me, I actually end up being encouraged as well as sharing them with other who may feel like they're alone and that they're the only ones dealing with whatever they deal with. So, like I mentioned before, one of the main reasons I started Alpha Talk, I started the Power Call, I started Alpha Talk Tuesdays, which was an event I was hosting back in 2014, was because I was looking to share my voice. I was looking for a platform where I could actually be free to share how I really felt, how I really saw the world, and actually be able to connect with like-minded people. For those of you who feel like outsiders, who feel like you're the only one who thinks this way, who sees the world this way, who who hears about this way, I, con- I created Alpha Talk for you. We are the ones who feel like the oddball, but we aren't. In the Bible it says that we are a peculiar people. So we are liking unto each other as children searching for their daddy. With that being said, I'm going to start us off in prayer. Father God, I just want to thank you for laying your word before us. Lord, I pray that you will take over this line. I pray for more of your Holy Spirit, Father God. I pray that you will allow your words to go forth. I am only the vessel for your word, Father God. I humble myself before you, knowing that I am only, that I am a sinner, but I have been made righteous in your eyes. I thank you, Lord, for still using me, a man who doesn't, isn't qualified for what you have given me or giving me, but you still use me. And I thank you for everyone in this line, Father God, that you still help them to see beyond their faults, beyond their flaws, and see your holiness, your love, your perfection, that they may be right or made right more so. Lord, I'm asking that anything that's distracting their mind right now, I rebuke it in the name of Jesus. Father God, I clear out the atmosphere of any demonic presences, any, any discouraging spirits, instead of rejection, the discouragement, um, 
fear. We come against those things right now in the name of Jesus. And I thank you, Father God, for cleansing the atmosphere so that they can hear a clear sound from heaven. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you guys for joining. Like I mentioned today, this will not be a long call because I'm just sharing some words regarding noise. I'm going to try to literally share this with you as I was hearing it in the spirit regarding noise. I don't have a particular scripture I'm going from, but as I speak, I believe the Lord is going to download some scriptures to me or he's going to place some scriptures on your heart as you hear me talk. So, as I mentioned, I was hearing something in my spirit regarding noise and how some of us are so used to having people around us. Same is going on in our business, our company, our jobs, or we're so focused on doing things. We're so focused on trying to get things done that we don't learn how to actually quiet our minds. We don't learn how to actually still our spirit so that we can not only hear from God, but move in God. See, one thing we have to understand is that when God came inside of our temple, he doesn't want to leave. He doesn't want to leave. But what happens is, as we focus on the seen world, what we hear, what we see, what we feel, what we taste, what we touch, as we focus on the seen world, the environment around us, we start to actually lose awareness of the unseen world, which is the spirit of God inside of us. So we're getting distracted by things like it could be our children, it could be our bills, it could be our occupations, our businesses. It could even be so focused on reading the word of God that we don't allow the word of God to read us. Mm. Okay. All right, Lord. All right, I'm going to park right there for a moment. So um, let me just share a personal testimony, right? So be okay. Um, I can remember where there was a long period of time where I would just be reading the word of God. Like I would just wake up in the morning and I would say, let me read the Bible. Let me read the Bible. Out, Not out of true trying to hear from God. I was just opening the word of God, just trying to follow protocol. You know, in a, in a, the Lord's Prayer says, give us this day our daily bread. So in my mind, I was focused on just getting this daily bread, reading the Word of God, trying to get it in me. But I wasn't focused on actually allowing the Word to be digested and allowing it to actually feed my spirit, allowing me to hear what is God saying. I was so consumed with just reading the Word. Once again, noise distraction, tasks, trying to be productive. I was so focused on just trying to read the word that I wasn't allowing it to actually minister to me. I wasn't taking time. I was just trying to get through these devotionals. Let me get to day two. Let me get to day three. Let me get to day four of this devotional. But I wasn't allowing it to actually work in me. So what would happen is I would wonder why my day's would fluctuate where I would have these highs and these lows and these highs and these lows. And what I didn't understand was I was not operating from a stillness of spirit. Now the whole goal of 
reading the word of God is not just to read it from a textual standpoint, not just to read it just to check off the list or just to follow some protocol. It's actually to allow it to change you. And you can only be changed when you submit to the process of change. Let me repeat that. You can only change when you submit to the process of change. Now, what does that mean? What are you saying, Hakeem? What I'm saying is you can say, I'm going to stop smoking. I'm going to stop drinking. You can say, I'm going to make this drastic change in my life. Now, you made a decision mentally. You said, I'm going to stop doing something. Now, the process is going to happen where that's going to be tested. So now you say you're going to stop drinking, stop smoking. Now, what happens like this? This is what happens. Now, are you prepared to go through withdrawal? Are you prepared to fight those voices in your head that tell you to drink, that tell you to smoke? It's the process of change that we have to submit to. And that can only, you can only be empowered. Here it is. You can only be empowered to submit to the process of change in the stillness of the spirit. Let, let, let that sink in for a second. You can only be submitted to the process of change by being still in your spirit. That means you have to be able to silence the noise around you. A lot. There are a lot of there are a lot of things competing for your attention. There are a lot of people competing for your attention. There are a lot of tasks, obligations. But we have to learn how to operate from a place of stillness. Mm, mm, mm. Jesus. Jesus. I pray that this message right here, I think this is what it, some, somebody on this line, um, you've been trying to figure a lot of things out lately. And you're wondering why things aren't happening quicker. But what the Lord is trying to tell you is that things are happening quicker than you see, but you're not tuned into me. Hmm. He said you're not tuned into him because you're focused on a thing. You're not focused on him. It's kind of like hmm, Jesus. So it's kind of like this, right? Every year, car manufacturers come out with a new vehicle. Every year. Now, let's say you have the 2018 Nissan Sentra. You have the 2018 Nissan Sentra, and you're... You were waiting for the 2019 century. You're, you can't wait. You're excited because you heard that it's going to have certain, certain features. It's going to have, let's say, bigger wheels. It's going to have a sunroof. It's going to have whatever, tinted windows. So you're in the 2018 model, but you're waiting for the 2019 model. Now, the reason why I can wait for the 2019 model is because you have an expected date based on past patterns. You know that the manufacturer releases, releases their new vehicles usually around, let's say, December. So when you're driving your 2018, the reason why you can have a hope, Jesus, the reason you can have a hope and be excited about the 2019 version is because you know that usually around September, the new model is released. But what happens? What happens when you don't know exactly the date 
of a spiritual blessing of something you've been praying for you don't know the exact date this is the reason why you have to learn how to contact the manufacturer because you can get inside detail he can he can share certain things with you give you hints give you insight if you're so focused on getting the new car the newer version you will miss out on what you have at the moment. You're focused on a 2018 Nissan Sentra, but if you would just speak to the, the, the manufacturer and learn about what you have at the moment, he will give you some insight, some detail about how to use and maximize your current blessing. A lot of us are so focused on the new thing that we don't even know what to do with the old thing. Mm. We are so focused on producing that spirit of God to minister to us daily because we're just trying to get somewhere we're trying to get this new job we're trying to start this new business we're trying to get this project completed we're trying to get these kids through college we're trying to raise whatever it is we're trying so many things but we're not allowing the, the things hold let me pause there we're not allowing the spirit of God to change us because we don't trust them. Let's be honest. We love to smile. We love when we get our paycheck, but it's in the process of waiting for the paycheck. Can you wait for that? How is your attitude before payday? How is your how is your attitude after payday? How is your attitude on payday? If there's a fluctuation in between those three times, then that shows you that there's a lot of noise around you. Because when you truly are operating from a place of an awareness of the Spirit of God, there will be things around you moving, but you will not be moved. Hmm. Things could be shattering around you. Things could be blowing. The wind could be going crazy. I'm talking about weather, but I'm talking about circumstances. Things going crazy around you, but when you understand that when you focus on God, the stillness of his presence, allowing your mind, teaching yourself how to quiet your mind. And I'm going to give you guys some practical things in, in a minute, how to quiet your mind. When you learn how to quiet your mind and allow the spirit of God to have precedence over everything, you will learn how to hear more effectively. That's one. Two, you will learn, like I said, how to move in God more effectively how to truly move in the spirit and there's a few practical things you can do to actually allow these processes to start to take formation in your life Jesus noise 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 is killing you it's killing you. It's 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 discouraging. It's robbing you of your joy. We're we're not we're not learning how to quiet our mind in the midst of chaos. I know it's okay when you're riding in the boat and it's a nice sunny lake. You know the waters are nice and calm and. The wind is blowing ever so sweetly and it's nice and warm and everything. I know it's okay to smile then, but in the midst of a storm, when things are crazy, how is your the, your countenance then? 
How was your countenance then? How does your language change then? The only way you can operate from a place of stillness is to be resting on the, the author of stillness. When you are resting on the rock, not yourself, when you're resting on the rock, it will be hard for you to be moved. And you know, and people can, and you can be going through some crazy things, and there could be all types of things happening around you. And people behind the scenes may know exactly what you're going through, and they're wondering why you still are encouraging, you're still uplifting, you're still praising God, you're still saying Amen, you're still saying Hallelujah, and they're wondering how. And they haven't learned the secret. It's in Philippians. Now we're going to the scriptures. Now it's in Philippians. I believe it's. Somewhere in chapter four, it says that I have learned how to be abased and abound. This is one of the secrets to operating in power. It's learning how to operate in the same energy, <laughs> operating in that same energy, whether you're high or low, financially, emotionally, whatever, is being able to operate in that same energy. And it's literally learning how to trust in God in the midst of a storm. Like, who do you run to when chaos comes? Do you run to your old ways of doing things? Just, I, I had to talk, talk to my wife. I was, you know, we were talking about learning and unlearning stuff. And I was sharing how there's certain things that I have to unlearn. And the reason I have to unlearn these things is because prior to me knowing God, there were some things that, naturally speaking, they were effective. Now, these things helped me to progress. They helped me to get to a certain point. And now what happens is when you come into the, when you're walking in the kingdom of God, looking it out, it says in Romans 12, 2, it says to be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So when you're trying, when you're coming to the kingdom, those things that when you were, let's say, unsaved, they may have worked for you at that point in time because you were operating with a different software update. <laughs> You were, you know, you were working with a certain software update back then, but now you're walking in a kingdom update software. So now things aren't going to connect anymore. They're not going to work anymore because you've been upgraded in the spirit of God. So we're wondering why certain things aren't working the same way. And it's because we haven't learned how to flow in the, in the, in the spirit of God because we're still moving off of old updates somebody get that you know how you update your phone you can either press accept and install or you can just press decline and you don't get the update that's how some of us are we're, we keep declining updates and we're wondering why our, our phone is still buggy we're wondering why our life is still buggy we're wondering why things are slowing down why we can't hear correctly why we can't see correctly why our, our, our we're constantly frustrated it's because we haven't accepted the update the only <laughs> You know, when you do an update on your phone, your phone actually has to, it actually takes precedence over all the other features on your phone. It actually shuts the phone off and it has to start loading and unloading and all that stuff. And it takes a little while. But when once it's done, once it's done, if it's an update with a whole bunch of features in it, you notice the features. But if it's small features, you may not notice them. And some of us are being discouraged because we aren't noticing some of those small fixes. Some of those small updates. There are certain, I'm not going to go too deep into it because I don't want to get off topic. But the only way you can truly see those small updates, those small 
it fixes in your spirit is because we haven't learned how to operate in stillness. We haven't learned how to operate in stillness. We haven't learned how to trust God in all. We haven't learned how to trust God in all. We haven't learned how to operate in a basement and abounding. When we're low, everybody can see it. When we're high, everybody can see it. But nobody sees us as the same person. We, you know, we're, we're constantly fluctuating. We're like the weather. You know, we're this way one day and we're this way another day. And like, this is something I have personally dealt with. I'm only going to share something with you that I've personally dealt with. I have had periods where I was, I had highs and lows, <clears throat> but as I've learned how to stop relying on old software updates to affect my current thinking, I've seen that there has been, there has been more consistency and more constancy, not only in my spiritual operation, but also in my emotional operation. And this only comes through what I'm talking about. Silencing the noise. I had to get off social media. I had to stop stop worrying about posting on social media for a while. I had to stop worrying about um, contacting certain people. I had to stop worrying about um, this type of job and et cetera. I had to silence the noise. Now this is, I'm going to get into the practicality of this silencing I'm talking about as far as getting still and allowing the spirit of God not only to empower you, but to move you. So this is my first little tidbit as far as operating in stillness. One, you have to identify what calls for your attention constantly. Like when you first wake up in the morning, what's the first thing you think about? What's the second thing? What's the third thing? You need to start to pay attention to these thoughts because these thoughts, these first things that you're hearing in the morning more than likely are the ones that are dominating your life secretly that somebody's going to get that later that first second thing that you're thinking about in the morning it's one of those things that's dominating dominating your life secretly and you haven't addressed it and until you address it you're not going to be able to operate in stillness from quiet of mind you're not going to be able to truly move in the spirit until you can eliminate those things that keep calling your attention um, secretly. And I'm not talking about like when you, I'm not talking about prayer and stuff like that. If you, the first thing you think about praying in the morning and stuff, that's a good thing. I'm talking about when you first wake up in the morning and you're thinking about, oh, I got to take care of this bill. Oh, I got to wake this person up. I got to, if that's the first thing you're thinking about in the morning, it's it's robbing you of being able to operate in stillness. Whatever that thing is, you need to pay attention to it. That's the one. That's the first thing. That's the first thing. Jesus. Mm -mm -mm. So that's the first thing. So, step, you know, first tidbit is paying attention to the first, second, and third thing you think about in the morning. That's the first tidbit. Two, you have to place yourself around people who hold you accountable. That's two. You have to place yourself around people who hold you accountable. You need to be around people who will let you know, like, hey, like, I see this, what's going on, everything okay? You need to, you need to be around people who hear from God. Let me just, just keep it frank. You need to be around people who are actively pursuing and hear from God because 
if you are pursuing God and you're trying to go higher in him and gain more power in him, you need to be around more people who actually are doing the same thing. Because if you're around a bunch of noisy people, what will happen is naturally, what happens when you throw a rock in the pond and it, it sends ripples and it goes throughout the whole pond. And if you're around a whole bunch of people who are throwing rocks in your pond, it's going to be hard for you to function in stillness because you're constantly being distracted by their noise. So you have to be around people who also hear from God and who are who are actively pursuing him. That's the second tidbit. Stop being around noisy people expecting silence. <laughs> you know, like that's that I'm I'm going to just keep that one real short. Stop being around noisy people expecting silence. That's two. Three, and this is the last one right here. You have to learn how to respond to the spirit immediately. You have to learn how to respond to the spirit immediately. If there's certain things that, let's say, for example, right? If you're sleeping and you hear, like, your door open downstairs, do you just lay in your bed and say, oh, that was nothing? Or do you get up immediately and be like, hold on, what was that? Like, no, 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 what's going on? No, you immediately respond. And there's something that the Spirit of God is, he's allowing certain doors to creak open in your life to see if you can hear it. Mm. There are certain things that, that call for your attention real gently. And God is trying to say, hold on, I, I, I know that you've seen that you had this um, amount taken out of your account. You saw that little 20 cent. He, like, and you're seeing, oh, that's just 20 cent. And then uh, you don't pay attention to it. You ignore it. Now you see it's $10. And you're like, oh, hold up. What's that? Now you, now it has your attention. Now you see, like, you still don't do nothing about it, though. Now you see a $100 deduction. Now you're like, hold up. All right, now. Now I'm about to call this bank. Like, some fraud or something going is going on. Why did it take all those deductions to come out of your account before you responded? Now, it's the same thing spiritually. There are certain things that start off real small spiritually that call for your attention. But if you do not learn how to respond immediately, take action immediately, those things will constantly, they, they will, it will rob you. Well, you know, the, and it says in the Bible, John 10, 10, it says that thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. So whenever he's stealing something small, his real goal is to destroy so you have to like stop seeing the little theft as little you have to see it no 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 if you see something going on in your house you have to learn how to respond to the spirit immediately if god calls you to pray you need to learn how to respond immediately and this is something i'm t talking to myself as well you know i was just sharing this like how there are things that sometimes i let slide because i'm like oh no that's cool don't worry about that but as god has been um he's he, he's been doing something in me and I have had even more of a desire to pray for more and more and more of the Holy Spirit. And as I've been praying for more and more and more of the Holy Spirit, I have been becoming more sensitive to things that he's sensitive about. And that's just like what I'm talking about. It's those small, appearingly insignificant things that could possibly be distracting you from hearing from God, from being able to move in God. So it's, that's the tidbit number three. It's learning how to immediately respond to the Spirit of God. Don't let certain things just slide. 
don't let nothing slide. If it's something spiritual, don't let it slide. If God's calling you into prayer or calling you into worship or calling you to play a certain song or something, do not delay. You have no idea what's happening in the spirit realm. So that's my third tidbit. So like I mentioned before, number one tidbit is paying attention to those first or second thoughts in, your mo- in the morning. Paying attention to those thoughts. You got to research them. Where is this coming from? That's number That's number one. Number two is surrounding yourself with people who hear from God and who are actively pursuing God. That's number two. And number three is learning how to immediately respond to the Spirit of God. So, like, if you don't get anything else from this message, we want to end this call shortly. If you don't get anything out of this message, I want you to focus on learning how to quiet your mind. And that may be on another call, or I may write, I may write something up regarding how to operate from a place of stillness. I may do something else on that, but um, learn how to operate from a place of stillness. I, I, I implore you to research it. Look it up biblically. What happens when you can learn how to operate from a place of stillness? Look up what some of the prophets were able to do when they were able to operate from a place of stillness, when they were able to quiet their minds. Yes, Jesus did all the miracles. He did all the the wonders. But what did he do when he was finished with the people? He went off to a place alone. He was able to get centered back on God, 100%, back on the fullness of his presence so that he could be empowered to do what? Deal with the people again. And this is the reason why some of us constantly feel drained is because we are around a whole bunch of noise and we're not going back to a place of peace. We're not going back to his presence. We're just surrounded by a bunch of noise and going right to sleep. We don't quiet our minds. So I'm just going to to leave that there. All right, guys, um, before I go into prayer, I wanted to see if anyone had any praise reports, anything to share, any recommendations, any um, prayer requests before I go into prayer. Anything to say? If you're on mute, take yourself off of mute real quick. All right. All right. So we're going to close out in prayer. Father God, I just want to thank you for being so awesome and amazing. I thank you for helping us to learn how to focus on your presence, how to place you in the center rather than placing ourselves in the center. Lord, I thank you for encouraging us and filling us with your love so that we may learn how to operate more effectively, live in power, that we may not only pursue things, but pursue presence. Hmm. Lord, give us more of an awareness of your presence. Sometimes we don't always feel like you're around, Lord, just to be honest. But in the truth, we know that you're always here with us. You are always here with us, Lord. I'm asking that you would give us more of an awareness of your presence. Even when we feel like we're alone and we're going through something, Lord, draw our attention away from our problem for the moment and help us to see that you are there with us so that we feel like we're not alone and that we can overcome anything that's trying to overcome us. Lord, I thank you for your peace, love, joy, and sustenance. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Guys, God bless you. Happy holidays, and I pray that you all were blessed by this message. And remember that you are.